Welcome to the Nature Reliance Podcast, where we explore the history and practical experience of the great outdoors and discover new ways to connect with nature. I'm Craig Cottle, your guide through the fascinating world of natural living and survival skills through experiential education and interviews. Today's episode is brought to you by the Nature Reliance School Online Membership, an immersive online learning experience designed for outdoor enthusiasts just like you. Are you passionate about the outdoors? Do you crave more knowledge about disaster readiness, wilderness survival, bushcraft, tracking, and nature awareness? If so, the Nature Reliance School online membership is your gateway to a community of like-minded individuals, all dedicated to learning and sharing essential outdoor skills. With the Nature Reliance School online membership, you get exclusive access to a wealth of resources, including expert-led tutorials, interactive webinars, and a library of engaging courses, downloadable books, and documents. Whether you're a beginner or an experienced outdoorsman, there's always something new to learn. So don't wait. Click on the link below to join the Nature Reliance School online membership today. Embrace the wilderness, enhance your skills, and become part of a community that values nature as much as you do. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hi, this is Tracy, and welcome to another Nature Reliance Media Podcast. Be sure and check us out online at naturereliance.org. There you can get the latest news, gear, and classes. Be sure and check out our Zoom classes. You can get your learning on from the comfort of your home. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another Nature Reliance Media Podcast with yours truly. Mr. Craig Cottle, Director of Nature Reliance School. Great to be here. I am pumped as I record this podcast. It's a few days before what we're calling the Long Hunter Rendezvous. We, or I, designed a knife, the Shamanese, about two years ago now. And one of the things that we did when we designed it and put it up for sale was we told everyone who bought the knife we'd have a class for them for free. No charge. Buy the knife, you get a class for free. And that's basically what's happening this weekend. It's been a long time coming. The first one got canceled due to COVID. This one has been threatened to be canceled due to COVID, but it seems like from all angles, it's a safe thing to be outside no matter who you talk to. So we're running on with it. I'm pumped. We're going to be doing some muzzleloading shooting. We're going to throw some tomahawks. We're hoping, praying that we are able to harvest a deer. We're going to show everybody how to field dress and process a deer all the way from the field to the fork. We're going to dine upon deer meat that night, hopefully. Hopefully. That's what we're looking to do. But yeah, uh, it's an, also it's a day after Cyber Monday. If you're listening in and you participated in our Cyber Monday sale, thank you, thank you, thank you. It was huge. I really didn't know what to expect. I'm I'm a woodsman, you all. I've I've said this a million times. I'm a woodsman. I love playing in the woods. I love sharing skills with people to help everyone spend more time in the woods, wilderness, meadows, outside, somewhere. And as far as a salesman, I'm not a I'm not the best salesman in the world, I'll be quite frank with you. So we tried some things for Cyber Monday. Turned out to be an incredible success, thanks again to the support of the Nature Reliance School Nation. Man, it's been fantastic been fantastic being a part of Nature Reliance School and seeing it grow since 2006. Thank you all. It's it's you all doing what you're doing in support, so we appreciate it. 
One of the big things that's been growing is the podcast here, Nature Reliance Media Podcast, being spurned on, driven on, pushed on by Tracy. Thanks to Tracy. He's doing the lion's share of the background work that goes into the podcast. So we appreciate that, Tracy. And thanks for the editing and all that good stuff and making me sound better than I actually am. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, here we are today for another podcast. We're going to do a little short one, see how this works and see what you guys and gals think about it. We've been talking about Tracy, uh, when I say we, me and Tracy have been talking about and actually getting feedback from our alumni and classes and whatnot about the podcast. And uh, as always, anytime you want to send us some uh, a query or some comments or some suggestions, then do so. Info at naturereliance.org is everything Nature Reliance, and that way we can get that to us. And, or you can get that to us and we can share and do what it is that you want to see and hear on the podcast. But what we're going to be doing, Tracy started this last week. He had a good interview with Mark Ryan. And uh, I've got two interviews coming up, one with Eric Comley, another one with Clark Pelfrey, relating some vital information that only those guys can share. And uh, you'll be hearing those in the near future as well. But our, our goal was to do video Zoom interviews that we can utilize on the podcast as well as put out somewhere else. And where that somewhere else is, we don't know yet. It might be YouTube. It might be some sort of video sharing platform separate from YouTube. We don't know. But that's that's where we are with Nature Reliance business and all that kind of stuff going on behind the scenes. Again, our goal is always to come on, join in, let's learn together. But there sure is a whole lot of stuff that happens <laughs> behind the scenes to to make the classes, make the podcasts and all that good stuff happen. And it's all in an effort to help you. And we thank you for helping us. All right, now let's get into the topic at hand today, which is what I'm calling some variation of the sun is our anchor. Uh, I'm not going to say that I came up with this idea. Actually, I read this Mr. Tristan Gooley, who has an excellent series on utilizing nature to navigate. Natural Navigator, I think, is the first book that he wrote on that topic. But he's got a series of books. Man, they are fantastic. And uh, the first time I ever met Tristan, I had been doing some natural navigation videos many, many, many years ago on utilizing the sun as a navigation tool. No compass or map or GPS needed. Obviously, that's what I use. But if you don't have those things, how can you utilize what's happening in nature as a navigation tool? And, uh, and Tristan came on and remarked on one of the videos and said I was doing a great job and really appreciated the fact that I did that, that he had learned something from it and told me what it was. And I was like, well, that's cool. I'd like to look this guy up and see what he's about. And when I looked him up, I found out this dude is the man. <laughs> I mean, this Tristan Gooley's got an excellent series of books, which I highly recommend you check them out. But one of the things that is going on behind the scenes right now, I've announced on some of my social media, is I'm writing my next book, and my next book is a children's book. And the children's book is tentatively titled, Let Nature Be Your Guide, or Where Nature Is Your Guide, or some variation of it. We haven't set on a title yet. It is a book on how to go about being in nature, and as the title suggests, Letting it guide you. Sometimes that's for navigation. Sometimes that's for seeing more wildlife. In my opinion, it's going to be a fantastic children's book. And I'm not just saying that because I'm writing it. Uh, and, and I say that to be clear, it's been the most difficult book that I've written. I've had a, a struggle with it. And, and the reason I'm struggling with it is because the way I typically 
try to present information in my classes, in my books, in my blogs, in my magazine articles, podcasts, and everything, is I try to present as much information as I can so people can make an educated decision that suits their needs. Because I don't try to pretend that the way I do things is the way of doing things. Therefore, I'm always doing what I can to just present information A, B, C, and D so that you look at it and go, yeah, I think B is the way to go for me because that works for me. I'm single, for example. I don't have any kids. I'm not married. Or this person over here goes with option D because they are married and they have kids. And this person goes with option C because they live really far north. And this person over here chooses option A because, well, they live in Florida where it's always warm some variation of it. You know, I I always try to present information so people can make educated decisions. With a children's book, I can't do that. And I'm not saying that I can't do that. It's just, I don't have enough room to do it. There's, you don't want to be real wordy in a children's book because the kids will get lost. And so to give you an idea how the book's going to be set up, there's an intro paragraph or two, if you will. And then there's a bunch of captions for an illustrator. And, And let's be clear. A children's book is all about the illustrator more so than the writer. I'm the writer in this particular case, but the illustrator is the one that's going to make or break this book. That's for sure. The publishers looked at about four different illustrators at this point and has been sending me work done by them saying, do you like this person? Do you like that person? And what have you? And I'm like, I, I, I'll be frank with you all. I liked, I have liked every one of them. They're fantastic. The latest one, it seems that they might settle on, which quite frankly, I hope they do is really, really fantastic. I just, I hope they pick her. She's, she's been great to uh, her. I've looked at her Instagram and her website. It's fantastic. I I can't tell you who it is yet, but as I have the ability to tell you more than I will. Going on, it's been interesting to think how to present information. And it's just, think about this. You write something, you tell a kid something, and they're going to, possibly think this for the rest of their lives and you don't want to turn kids away from nature and you also don't want to lead them astray so that that's been weighing heavily on me but what I thought I would do is kind of go into basically one chapter of my children's book because it's actually adult content and what I'm finding the publisher is from uh, Britain and what I'm finding is they wanted me to write a book on a, a seventh grade level or above and what I'm finding after working with them, that what they're calling seventh grade level or above is probably high school, early college age level for us here in the States. And quite frankly, it's probably over the head of a lot of people that are grown adults. Therefore, I think this is good and useful information for all of us. But let's let's take a look at some of these things that I've written in this chapter one. And the title of this chapter is Sun, Moon, and Stars, Let the Sky Be Your Guide. And in the first section, which is what I'm going to share from today, it's all about the sun. And the reason I brought up Tristan Gooley is he is the one that I first read that called the sun as being an anchor. And he says several different things are anchors and pick up his books and find out what those are because it's a fantastic way to present the information. But the sun being one of the most vital things that are in our world today that can guide and direct us and have so much effect. It's amazing how much effect that the sun has on the earth. I think it's worthwhile to investigate and just look at it and go, hey, it's not just a 
big glowing blob up there. What kind of things does it do? What kind of things does it help us with navigation and the things that go along with it? One of the first things that comes up is most people say the sun rises in, in the east and sets in the west, and that's not true at all. And the reason I like to bring this up is because a, a simple understanding of what's actually happening is important. And once you understand that, it will help you gain and understand a lot more about navigation. Okay. What I mean by that is the sun is really just sitting there doing its thing. And that's what I mean by, or that's what Tristan wrote in his books as it being an anchor. And I love using that analogy that it's an anchor. It's kind of there and the earth is anchored to it. And so much stuff, again, happens on the earth due to it being an anchor that we utilize to, to get direction from and what have you. As you understand it, the sun rising in the east sits in the west. What's happening is the sun is sending air and the earth is actually rotating. So the earth rotates on an axis. And here's the next thing. It's really important to understand as it relates to like the shadow stick method and stuff of that nature that come up in survival often is that it is not directly 90 degrees to the sun. It's at a tilt. Okay. You may remember this from grade school. When you looked at the globe, it was always on a tilt. Well, it is on a tilt as it relates to the sun. And that tilt, that angle of that tilt changes throughout the year. So what's happening is the start of the new day, the earth is rotating. And the eastern side of the United States for us here in the U.S., it sees the sun and then it travels across the arc of the what we call the sky. And it travels across the sky when really it's just sitting there. But it's really us rotating around it more than anything. Some of the things that happen at first light, wherever you're located is, the big one is birdsong. You'll notice that birds get really active right as the sun is coming up, and I think it's really important for us to gather. That will let us know, let's say, for example, we've been spending a really long night outside in a survival situation. We start to hear that bird song. That's a big morale boost, right? And the sun's starting to come up, and you see this sun on the horizon, and you hear the bird song. And for me, I spent many nights outdoors where that has been such a, oh, yeah, it's it's coming. We're almost there. Particularly in the deer season, in the deer stand, where I hunt in a deer stand, the sun doesn't usually hit me until about 1030. That's <laughs> a long time up in the morning. What I mean is direct sunlight on my body such that it warms me up. I'm really looking forward to that early morning sun when it breaks because I usually get in the stand about an hour before daylight. Now, the next thing that happens is at noon, the sun is directly overhead, kinda. For us in the northern hemisphere, it's actually going to be in our southern sky because, again, because of the tilt. As far as it relates to the shadow stick method, you'll see a lot of people show the shadow stick method and they stick a stick in the ground. They'll say, mark it here, mark the end of the shadow where the sun casts a shadow on the stick and then wait 15 minutes. This is what's been said for years. And the reason, well, I'll get to that in a minute. And then they say, wait 15 minutes and mark it again. And that, the two points where you mark are the east-west line. That's just not true. It's kind of true, but it's not. And the reason it's kind of true, but it's not, is again because the cant and the tilt of the earth will not always make that a true east-west line. It actually gets as much as, for us right here in Kentucky, it's, it's basically going to be more than 23 degrees off. That's a lot, you all. That is a lot. A whole lot. What we can be sure of, though, is this, is that at midday, at the middle of the day, when the sun is highest in the sky, it's still going to be in our southern sky for us in the northern hemisphere. The shadow that is cast on that same stick is going to be the north-south line. 
So imagine the stick is stuck in the ground. The sun is in our southern sky. It casts a shadow. That shadow is going to be pointing due north. Okay, so we can get north-south line with a shadow stick, and it'd be incredibly accurate. It's going to be dead on. Now, what happens next that we need to understand is that the Earth basically leans out on this axis, and that is what gives us our seasons. So when the North Pole is tilted toward the sun, the northern hemisphere experiences summer. And when the sun is high in the sky at noon and all that good stuff, right? During the winter, when the North Pole is tilted away from the sun, we don't get as much sun, and therefore that's why we have winter. So that's why the tilt and understanding that the tilt is there is very important. Now, this tilt also results in the Earth's axis, or the Earth rotating on its axis and being tilted also gives us a new time for sunrise and sunset each day. You'll notice if you look on your weather app, for example, there's a different time for the sun up and the sundown every day. Well, that's because of the tilt of the Earth's axis. Now, it seems rather simple as we sit here and discuss it and think, okay, the sun is an anchor, the Earth rotates around it, but the Earth rotates on an axis, and that tilt of that axis is different. That's what gives us the seasons and whatnot. But I think it's vital to being able to understand the effect that'll have on what it is that your navigation is. And here's some ways that you can use the sun as a navigation tool. Think about it. First thing in the morning, it should be easterly to us, for us anywhere, okay? So if we get up and we know that, hey, we're moving out today, and let's say we're moving out, and as the sun gets up, it's on our right. So we can continue for half the day. And if we keep that on our right, then we're moving in a northern direction. Does that make sense? As noon passes, as midday passes, if we continue on that same path, the sun should be where? Sure, it should be on our left. So as we continue to move, knowing if we do the time of day, then we can know that, hey, the earth is on this side of our body or that side of our body. Now, I'm going to be frank with you. If you're not used to doing that, that is difficult. Another thing that you can do, think about this as you're traveling in the wilderness. If the sun is in our southern sky most of the time, which it is all year long for us in the northern hemisphere, farther down on the horizon during wintertime, right? That means we're farther away. That's why we have wintertime. Think about this. If we keep the sun on our right and we travel and we keep it on our right the whole day, then what direction are we traveling? Then we're traveling east because the sun is going to be on our right and we're traveling in a direction where that stays on our right the whole time. Then we're going to be traveling in an easterly direction, just the opposite if we're traveling in a westerly direction. So just understanding where the sun is and utilizing it as our anchor is one way that we can utilize natural navigation. Now again, this kid's book, and this, the things that I presented for you today are the things that I'm presenting to these kids. And, and, and again, I think the key for us, the publisher, me, the illustrator, is that illustrator. Uh, my words are simple and written on a child's level, but it's going to be that illustrator that's going to make this happen or not going to make it happen, in my opinion. That is some stuff from kids' class, you all, that's good for us as adults. Just some simple understanding of some things that we can use for natural navigation. And it would be my preference that you all take a map and compass with you 
and utilize a GPS. As far as a methodology, the way I like to do things is this. I have my GPS. I use Gaia GPS. We'll have a link for that in the show notes and because you can get 25% off if you utilize our code. You can use Gaia GPS to navigate. After that, I utilize a map and compass. And then after that, I utilize natural navigation. Now, what I mean by that is if I'm looking, well, two different perspectives on how to look at it is that that is the order in which I utilize things to navigate. That's my preference. And uh, I, can re- I, I can comfortably recommend that to you too. GPS technology inside of cell phones and Gaia GPS and what have you just top notch. I think you would do well with it. But map and compass should always be your backup. And then natural navigation. Natural navigation is cool. And I love talking about it. I love people being more situationally aware of what's going on around them at all times. And that's why I love natural navigation. However, it's very susceptible to problems. What happens if the sun's behind cloud cover all day? What happens if you just don't have the ability to check out the sun. What, what happens if you don't have a watch and you have no idea what time of day it is? It could be three when you think it's noon. That's a big difference, you all, and you should know that. So, yeah, for a general understanding, natural navigation, I think it's one of those things. To how do you practice? Well, you go out and you take your map and your compass, you take your GPS, whichever one that you want to utilize for training, and you go out and just check out, hey, what happens at midday today? Where is the sun in the places that I like to go to? That way you know where to look for it. This practice of natural navigation goes deep, really deep. It goes into looking at puddles, looking at trees, looking at at, uh, herbaceous plants. It goes into a bunch of stuff. We might get into that another day. But with that said, what I wanted to do was just cover a little bit of this children's book because I think this is good stuff for adults too. And we'll leave you for the day. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us here at the podcast, Nature Reliance Media Podcast. Don't forget to check out our sponsors. As always, this has been Craig Cottle, Director of Nature Reliance School. Come on, join in. Let's learn together. And that wraps up another fantastic episode of the Nature Reliance Podcast. I hope today's journey has inspired you to explore and connect with the natural world in new and exciting ways. Before I say goodbye, remember to check out the Nature Reliance School online membership. If today's episode sparked your interest in wilderness skills and outdoor adventures, this online community is the perfect place for you to start or continue your journey. You can currently sign up for a year for only $99 and get two months for free. Click the link below to discover a world of expert-led courses, engaging content, and a vibrant community eager to share their knowledge and experiences. Whether you're starting your outdoor journey or looking to deepen your existing skills, the Nature Reliance School online membership is here to guide you. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe for more adventures and share this podcast with your fellow nature enthusiasts. Until next time, come on, join in. Let's learn together.